Okay, hello. Thank you very much for coming. Uh, and thank you very much for joining me. All of those who are here with me, as always, thank you very much. Um, it's lovely to see you. Today, uh, we have quite uh, an interesting topic, which is one that I've been um, I've been holding off on for a little while, actually, on the basis that I think it's usually about this kind of time of year that people become more interested in doing cardio. So we're currently uh, just towards the end of April. So spring is around the corner. We have some daylight in the evening. Um, our summer is around the corner even. And um, people are starting to think about what they can do to help to maximize their progress. And that is what we're going to be talking about this evening. So this is what we're going to be doing in a nutshell today and what it is that you're going to be um what it is that you're going to be learning about is is very simple what we need to do is we need to basically come up with a framework uh, that you can use to help to actually get the most out of your your training um and also to basically help you to make as much progress as you possibly can um assuming that you're doing everything else correctly okay so that's the first thing that we're going to discuss. This is not blanket advice for everybody. Um, so if you are somebody who is either new to the program, as in you've just started just recently, um, or you're somebody who is potentially, you know, still working on the stuff which is at lower levels, stuff like we're working on the basic stuff like level one, two, and three, then this, this isn't necessarily applicable to you, right? This is for people who are already making decent progress with their, um, their, their, their sort of their standard gym training and um, steps and making sure their sleep's good and make sure their portions are on, on point, making sure that their, uh, their food quality is there, like the preps in place, planning's in place, all that kind of stuff. You're already making decent progress. And what you're looking to do is you're looking to actually accelerate that progress and get yourself to an end goal potentially a little bit quicker. So for example, it may be the question of that you've already made good progress you've been and you're looking to sort of go a little bit harder for a holiday or going a little bit harder for a party or a wedding or, or something like that, that you're looking to try to essentially make the most out of the training that you're doing and get make as much progress as possible. All right. So the problem we have with cardio is is kind of it's it's twofold right and the first thing is is that whenever you add training into somebody's routine so whenever you add more training in you're always going to increase the amount of stress that they have now stress is not just a question of too much work um you know too much sort of you know things out of your control um like the standard thing that you think about with stress like anxiety stress is also a physical thing so stress is um recovery that you have to do from exercise it's recovery from illness it's um actually going through the motions of actually getting yourself over the training that you've done and so whenever you add more training into your your routine you're always going to have to make up for that somehow somewhere else so this is kind of the first thing that you need to consider so some kinds of cardio will give you more stress than other kinds of cardio they will be more difficult to recover from um, and they will give you less sort of return on effort than other types of cardio and typically the types of cardio that cause the most stress are the kinds of things that i see people doing the most because they're kind of is seen as a bit more um 
potentially a bit more attractive, a bit more complicated, a bit more sexy, a bit more sort of, oh, I'm really doing this special routine. Um, and actually that isn't necessarily always the case. The other thing that um, added sort of added training into your routine um, will will take is, is time. So I'm assuming that if you're planning on starting to in, introduce cardio into your routine, you, you should be training consistently at very least twice a week and probably more like three or four times a week before it actually starts to make sense. Because once you get to the point where you've done four times a week consistently, you're kind of maximizing in terms of bang for your buck, you're maximizing what you can get out of strength training. Of course, you can train six days a week if you want to, but the return on effort is actually starts to drop down the longer that things go along, right? So that's something to consider. Every time that you add in more cardio, you're having to cost yourself more time, which means that you're going to have to find it's going to become less likely you're going to be able to do it consistently. You're going to have to make more sacrifices elsewhere. You're going to have to be that much more organized. And so this is why something that I try to recommend that you do is to think of this, this kind of cardio, which is what we're talking about today is purely from an aesthetic perspective, is... Um, is try to think of it as kind of like a short to medium turn intervention in order to help to accelerate your results that you're already making with an end goal in mind. Okay, so this is is purely a way for you to to burn some some extra calories, right? That's that's all we're thinking about. What we hopefully at this point all agree on is that we're we're not doing is trying to say, well, I'm not making any progress and none of this is working. So what I'm going to try doing is doing a whole bunch of cardio because the fact of the matter is is that's not going to work. And it's, it's significantly easier for you to um, create a calorie deficit by not consuming calories than it is from burning them off. All right. So what we're going to do is I'm going to highlight, I'm going to outline to you the, the sort of the main sort of modalities of exercise that I'd, I'd like you to consider. And then I'm going to give you some recommendations for what it is that you should do in terms of actually making that, making that work for you. Right. So the, the main thing we have is that we have we have two camps okay and what you tend to find with fitness is that there's an extreme opinion on one side there's an extreme opinion on the other side and then what you sh probably should actually do is find yourself settling somewhere in the middle so a good example of that is you have a hundred whole bunch of people who tell you that all you should ever eat are animal products and that if you eat vegetables they're going to poison you and then you have a whole bunch of other people that tell you that there is nothing good to be taken from animal products. And the only way to be healthy is to exclusively eat plants, right? As far as I'm concerned, the actual answer is, is firstly, it depends. And secondly, it's somewhere in the middle. In this instance, interestingly, and I can't think of another example where I do actually feel this way. What I suggest that you do is you do pick one of two sort of ends of the spectrum and use that depending upon what you want to do. The reason why is quite long-winded um, and the, I'm not, the, I'm not, I'm not going to go into it here because I want this to be sort of fairly punchy and concise. The, the reason why is essentially is that if you do kind of middle of the road exercise, one, it's the stuff that's most difficult to recover from and concurrently takes, it does still take quite a long time. And two, you're already getting that stimulus from the weight training that you're doing already. 
Okay, so you don't actually need to do more of that. If you want to actually improve your fitness and your heart health as well, the sensible thing to do would be to work in a different area in the same way as we manipulate tempo variables, we would manipulate rep variables. And we also want to manipulate uh, carbohydrate, cardio and cardio training variables, just so you're getting a a sort of a well-rounded thing. Right. So we've got high intensity training on one side. And we've got low intensity training on the other side. And I don't want you to do any moderate intensity training. All right. So let's let's get that straight. Right. If you want me to bore you to tears as to why that is, I would love to, but I'm not going to do it here. So the thing that basically, what do we mean when we say high versus low intensity cardio? High intensity cardio is my mind, is it's sort of anywhere between 10 and 20 minutes usually more towards the lower end, especially if you're new, this is probably going to be going to be a 10 minute thing. Whereas low intensity cardio is something that is, it takes a lot longer on the basis that you're doing stuff, which is sort of more long, slow, prolonged, steady state, as opposed to sort of interval based stuff where you go very hard and then you come off and you go very hard and then you come off. Right. The interesting thing is, is that the stress and recovery of high intensity training is very, very high. So if you take, for example, things like um, things like, well, people do hit workouts and all that kind of stuff where you'll do 30 seconds of work and then rest for 60 and 30 seconds of work. What you'll find is, is you realize that that is a whole lot more um, difficult to actually get through. It's a lot more painful um, and it's a lot more sort of, it, it makes you feel a lot more knackered the next day than if you were to go on a bike ride and just hold a steady state for a period of time. Okay. Um, so depending upon in terms of if, if stress is your issue, if recovery is your issue, then you should definitely work towards lower intensity cardiovascular training, which is more kind of like jogging, cycling, walking on a treadmill, that kind of thing versus high intensity training, which is like body weight circuits, interval training, sprints and all that kind of stuff, because the recovery aspect of it is going to be difficult. A little bit of a sidebar on this one is that I think that for the most part, most of the people that I work with, one of the big issues that they have is, is stress. And it's, it's stress is something that um, it affects energy levels. So fatigue is high, uh, it affects decision-making and it ultimately affects the quality of food that people are eating. They're more likely to drink alcohol, they're more likely to be drunk through the more stress they have. And so I would suggest you think very carefully about doing the higher intensity stuff um if you are if you're somebody who thinks that could be something that would cause you to make sort of worse decisions and ultimately it's going to end up derailing you all right the other thing to consider as well is that with the high intensity training um things like intervals and all that kind of stuff is that the skill level is relatively higher so people will do things like uh, bodyweight circuits will do lunges and burpees and press-ups and jump squats and mountain climbers and rope slams and all these kinds of things it, it requires technically a lot of skill okay and to do that fast while under a lot of a lot of um fatigue means that the injury risk is quite high whereas if you just sit on a um i say sit on a bike or sit on a treadmill or go swimming or something it doesn't require any skill. You can kind of just, you know, sit around and just do your thing and just go along. And it's kind of, it's a lot, it's a lot easier. Okay. So that's the backdrop. But the question that I'm sure at this point you're asking is which one of them is actually going to help me to obtain the greatest calorie sort of deficit, which one of them is actually going to give me the best return. So the answer is, is obviously it, it depends, but for the most part, low intensity cardio does actually burn more calories than what it is that than than sort of high intensity cardio okay so it will burn you will burn more energy doing low intensity cardio than you will doing high intensity cardio so 
The reason for that is, is because the, the actual amount of work done is greater if you take it at lower intensity. If you wanted to run a marathon, you wouldn't sprint, stop, sprint, stop, sprint, stop. That would be a very inefficient way for you to get to the end. If you wanted to actually expend the most energy and get from get your body from A to B in the fastest time, then you would go slowly and you would run at a constant pace. And that's the same reason as to why basically your low intensity stuff will burn more energy. What high intensity stuff does, which is what people market very, very heavily, is the afterburn effect, which is called EPOC, which is a sort of excess post-exercise oxygen consumption, which basically means that you create uh, what's called an oxygen debt in your system, which means which takes a which is lactic acid, and it essentially takes a long time for your body to metabolize all that lactic acid, which requires oxygen and takes energy. So over the next 24 to 48 hours, your metabolism will be elevated. And so you will burn more calories over the next 24 hours than you would do if you if you didn't do this. That is less the case when you do the low intensity stuff. So you look at those two things and you think to yourself, all right, fine. So that's the trade off. Critical thing here is that you get EPOC from strength training. OK, so you will get that post exercise oxygen consumption elevation from having done the strength training. The assumption already is that you're doing three to four strength training sessions a week anyway. That means that you're probably in that state five or six days a week already. Your, your potential benefit from doing more high intensity stuff is actually not that great, whereas the low intensity stuff offers you a much greater benefit. So again, that's, that's something to consider. All of that summarized, what I would say is if you're very short on time, I would recommend that you do high intensity training as an addition. If you have any, if you have the time to do it, do the low intensity. Okay, forty-five minutes, sixty minutes. Going through that is going to probably give you. It's going to give you less stress. It's going to end up with you burning more calories, and it's going to be a more pleasant experience. Okay, so that's what I'd recommend if you're very short on time. High intensity. Otherwise, do do the low intensity. But hopefully, you understand why that is because there's a lot of information out there as to you should be doing this and you should be doing this and you should be doing this. And people talk to me about it and they're often very confused about what the right answer is. Right. So that's kind of, that's where we're at. The exception, another exception of which there will be many, I'm sure, um, is that if you're new to training, one of the things that I tend to like getting people to do as well is to actually give them high intensity training alongside their weight training. Um, that tends to work quite nicely in terms of helping build people's capacity, helping them get a bit of a sweat on at the beginning. Um, and also helping making sure that they are getting that epoch that's properly there because their strength training skill probably isn't quite up to it. So that's that's another exception. But let's say you've been doing it for a while. I would probably recommend that if you have the time, go for the low intensity option. OK, so now what we're going to do um, and we'll do like questions and stuff at the end. So now what we're going to do is I'm going to give you some simple recommendations, which are that if you're going to do a high intensity workout, what I suggest that you do is that you factor it in this way. I can always give you a prescription, um, but the prescription is going to be something like this. I can be a bit more specific, obviously, with individuals, but this is what it's roughly going to be like, which is somewhere between 10 and 30 seconds of work. Um, and then however long you're working for, you want to multiply it by sort of three to five times. And that's how long you should be recovering for per, per set, right? No more than 20 minutes. Okay, if you're doing it for longer than 20 minutes, it's not high intensity, it's moderate intensity. And we said we don't like that. Um, and the two best ways to do it, as far as I'm concerned, are hill sprints and assault bike, right? So hill sprints, because it's much lower impact than running on a flat surface. 
and it is going to make be a lot kinder to your joints because sprinting generally is quite hard on the joints um and that's just something that's just makes sense because it's just a lot easier you don't need to run as far you get a lot easier you can um if it's 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 going to feel like you're actually going to be working a lot more in the muscles and less on banging on the floor it's just generally a much better way of doing it an example of a workout would be you sprint up the hill for 30 seconds you walk back down for a minute and 30 and you repeat you repeat six to ten times okay bear in mind we said RPE is 10, which is rate of perceived exertion, which means basically you run as fast as you possibly can for 30 seconds. The other thing is if you're in the gym, every gym I've ever been to, at least recently, has an assault bike. Uh, it's one of those little um, handled bike thingies. If you want to burn energy quickly, that is the way to do it. So uh, again, 20 seconds work, 40 seconds recovery, somewhere between 10 and 20 sets. Um, you should be completely battered after probably 10. And if you're some kind of absolute hero, you might be able to get to 20. You really shouldn't get to 20. Um, that is going to completely tank your system. It's going to produce a ton of lactic acid and it's going to really give you that stimulus and it's going to be all over in 15 minutes. Okay. The one thing that I would say is that you you don't use a rowing machine because a rowing machine is excellent for moderate intensity cardio. You can't put enough power down into it for it to really work um, for the high intensity stuff. And ergonomically, it's quite difficult for people. The posture is hard. The form is difficult. It's going to cause you aches and pains if you're going to be sitting on it for an hour. So I would just ignore that and just don't use it um, unless you want to do something different because we've agreed that you will. But otherwise, just ignore that. Assault bike or a spin bike is just as good, but an assault bike or a hill sprint that's your answers for, for the high intensity stuff. Okay. For the low intensity stuff, um, what I would suggest is the best thing that you can do if you're in a gym is to whack the treadmill onto a 10% incline, stick it on four to five kilometers per hour, put Netflix on a tablet or a phone, stick your headphones in and watch TV whilst walking up a hill. That's what I would suggest that you do. You should be able to, to have a conversation whilst doing it. At no point should you be so breathless that you can't actually hold a conversation. So it's like RPE 6 out of 10. Um, and alternatives are you can go for a jog, obviously. Um, going for a walk doesn't, in my mind, count as low-intensity cardio because your heart rate's not going to be high enough. Um, that wouldn't, in my mind, be RPE 6. That would be more like 2 or 3 out of 10. Um, going for a bike ride or playing any kind of sports, these kinds of things like tennis or whatever, going swimming, these are all good options. And this is the sort of thing that I would suggest that you do, which is going to actually help you to relax. It's going to help you to feel a little bit more sort of calm with your exercise. It's not going to give you any stress. Um, you should just get to the end of it and just think, oh, okay, right, well, that's done now. And then you crack on with your day. You don't really feel particularly tired of anything. It's energizing. Okay. So that's what I'd recommend that you do. One thing I see a lot of is people walking on uh, Stairmasters. A Stairmaster is not a low intensity way of doing things. Uh, it's quite a high intensity thing. You're going to absolutely knacker your legs if you walk up on a Stairmaster for 45 minutes. Um, I would say a Stairmaster is good for warming up your legs before you do uh, a lower body session or just warming up generally for five minutes before you train. It's really not the sort of thing you want to you want to walk on for, for 45 minutes. You're going to completely destroy your legs. So um, I would recommend that you don't do that. What I would recommend is a nice gradually inclining 10% nuts so of the most of them go up to 15 um, and then four to five kilometers per hour. Just go for a stroll, watch some TV, have a nice time, listen to a podcast, whatever it is that you want to do. You can even, you know, check your emails while you're doing it. It should be that kind of level of intensity. OK, so it's just it's literally just going to be burning some extra calories. So 
that's what we suggested we do. So in summary, what we're thinking is, is that the extra cardio should be seen as just a short to medium term tool to accelerate fat loss, which is already happening. Okay. We want to be training three or four times a week. We want to be making sure that you're already hitting all the targets at the lower levels, three, two, and one that you, that you, and you have been able to do those consistently, right? That's really important. At that point, then you could probably add one or two exercise sessions or cardio sessions in a week, but ultimately, especially if it's the low intensity stuff, you can add in as much as you've got time for. It doesn't really matter. Um, any extra training that you do will will provide extra stress. So we want you to either go short and sharp, which is high intensity or long and slow. We don't want you to do that sort of junk exercise in the middle where you've got your sort of you're creating lots of lactic acid, but you're doing it for a long time. And also it's providing you with a lot of stress. OK, so make sure you use the right tool for the job, which means that, like, as we've said, so assault bikes or sprints are really good. Um, cardio should be sort of low intensity stuff should be like incline treadmill um, spin bike possibly going out for a bike ride going for a jog that kind of thing um, and then lastly if you want to do cardio just for the fun of it then none of this is applicable okay we're only doing this in the sense of you're trying to do it for the purpose of an outcome okay so um, hopefully that all makes sense and um, you should be able to implement this and help yourself to make as much progress as you can. Um, if you have any more questions about cardio, then, then of course, let me know. I will be doing another cardio-based one, which is more based on um, cardio for health. Um, but for the most part, people tell me they want to do cardio because they want to increase their calorie output, not because they love running around, because those people are already doing it. So um, hope this was useful. And uh, yeah, if any questions, then please feel free to shout. Thanks very much.